0: welcome to the holistic goddess podcast i'm your host hannah Gregg, registered holistic nutritionist i am so excited to deep dive into all things holistic health and wellness with you let's empower each other to live the optimal life that we deserve using a mind body and spirit approach to wellness let's dive in Hello, hello! It is Tuesday, July 11th, and I am here to chat with you today about caffeine. I can't believe that we're like, I don't know, 20 episodes in and I haven't talked about caffeine yet. Well, um, sorry to break this to you, but... Caffeine is really, really, really disruptive to your hormones, uh, including insulin, cortisol, and your reproductive hormones for many, many hours after you drink it, interfering with blood sugar, interfering with sleep, and a whole range of physiological processes. So essentially... Caffeine hijacks your delicate hormonal wiring and wreaks havoc on your health in significant ways, from increasing the stress hormone cortisol, especially in women, to fueling the growth of benign breast cysts and actually increasing the risk of infertility and miscarriage. So studies show that insulin rates are significantly higher after caffeine intake than after participants drank placebos without caffeine. And caffeine also stays in women's bodies way longer than men's, and it robs women of essential hormone-balancing nutrients and minerals. So caffeine consumption is linked with so many issues, also increases in blood pressure in females, but not in males. So this really actually makes caffeine and coffee kind of dangerous if you're suffering from any type of hormone balance already, or if you're even concerned about protecting your hormone, hormones and your fertility in the future. And on top of that, only about 10% of the population is actually able to efficiently metabolize caffeine. 10%. So if you're one of the 9 out of 10 people who have trouble processing caffeine, then you may be even more susceptible to caffeine's hormone-disrupting effects. Oh my gosh. So when I first found out this information, huge game changer. I used to be someone that would have breakfast and then literally just drink coffee all day long until I would come home to make dinner and drink wine while I was making my dinner. So uh, I was really thinking that I was doing all the things... Properly, you know, I ate I ate really healthy foods, but like I was disrupting my hormones significantly uh, with drinking coffee all day long and not eating enough food during the day. So, <clears throat> caffeine is essentially broken down by the liver using the CYP1A2 enzyme. And this enzyme is regulated to the CYP1A2 gene. So if you have any type of mutation in this gene, then it affects how your liver breaks down and eliminates caffeine from your system. And then based on your gene variation, uh, you'll either make a lot of this enzyme and be a super successful caffeine drinker, or a little of this enzyme, and be unable to safely process caffeine. So if you have a CYP1A2 mutation, um, a 2006 study found that you're at an elevated risk of suffering a heart attack from consuming two or more cups of coffee a day. Heart disease is the number one killer of women, so I think that it makes sense for all women to perhaps think twice before consuming numerous cups of caffeine in a day. I do believe there is a healthy balance, but like it's one cup. It's not numerous cups. It's one cup, sometimes not even one cup. So there's tons of data out there that suggests that too much caffeine can cause a variety of problems from fertility struggles to insomnia And irritability. So, this CYP1A2 gene is also involved in the metabolism of estrogen. So, if you're struggling with PMS or a diagnosed estrogen dominant condition like PCOS, fibroids, endometriosis, then you have very, very, very good reason to suspect that you have a CYP1A2 mutation and are making less of the enzyme that breaks down both caffeine and estrogen. In 2008, research was done to build on the early studies linking caffeine to breast tissue changes and showed some association with increased risk of negative changes in breast tissue. Perhaps the variation in risk factors has something to do with this gene variation? But I think if there's a history of breast cancer in your family, then it is really really important information to consider. Women often ask me also about black tea, green tea, especially matcha, which is a super antioxidant rich green tea. And certainly teas provide certain health benefits and matcha itself is really, really rich in health-promoting compounds that protect cellular health and support physiological functions. But the fact remains that these beverages all contain caffeine and caffeine poses unique challenges for any woman with hormone imbalances. So if you plan to indulge in caffeine once in a while, I think matcha is a great splurge. But I still maintain that women in their reproductive years should avoid most caffeine most of the time. This is why getting off caffeine is such an important part of the Healthy Hormone Mastery Program. If you're struggling from any hormone-related issue and if you're listening to this or if you've thought about joining the Healthy Hormone Mastery Program, you probably are, then it's really, really essential to remove any potential endocrine disruptors from your daily diet and lifestyle routine, and that includes caffeine. You do want to give your hormone system that break that it needs to heal and come back into balance. And the beautiful thing is, is that the majority of my clients are drinking like four or five cups of coffee a day when they come to work with me and then they just stop drinking it altogether by the end of the program and they're like, I don't even need it. I don't even like the taste of it. It was just such a habit and when you consume more and more and more of it every day, you need more and more of it the following day just to feel energized and, and feel normal. It's unfortunately like a drug and it's not good for you So all those studies out there that say that caffeine is good for you, they were probably done on men, first of all. And maybe look at who the study was produced by. Hmm? Perhaps it was a large corporation that sells caffeine and coffee. Ladies. Do you wanna learn more about your body and actually get to the root cause of your symptoms? Well, I have just the program for you. The Healthy Hormone Mastery Program is an all-encompassing program that is going to naturally heal your symptoms using food and lifestyle strategies. I have helped so many women completely reverse their pain, acne, anxiety, digestive problems, and hormone imbalances, and I would love to help you too. If this resonates then let's jump on a free hormone breakthrough call together to see if this program would be a good fit for you so i do encourage all people not even just women all people who are looking to either reset their hormones lose weight feel more energized to say no to caffeine But women who suffer from hormone imbalances or a diagnosed hormone condition like PCOS, fibroids, ovarian cysts, endometriosis, they should make going caffeine-free a very top priority. The big question is, how do you know if your hormones are out of balance and that giving up caffeine is a good idea for you? Well, some signs and symptoms of a hormone imbalance are PMS, severe period cramps, bloating, acne, moodiness, depression, anxiety, You've been steadily gaining weight for a few months or years. You can't seem to lose weight even with a healthy diet and increased exercise. Chronic exhaustion, fatigue, cyclical migraines, sugar cravings, breast or ovarian cysts, low sex drive, low energy, endometriosis, PCOS. So if you're experiencing one or more of these symptoms, consider ditching caffeine see how you feel. You should also give up caffeine if you expect you have some type of caffeine intolerance. So like if you have one cup of coffee and it makes your heart race, that's a very good sign you have a caffeine intolerance. So, and this caffeine intolerance is surprisingly common, but most of us just think of ourselves as immune to caffeine's harshest effects. And almost Everyone who drinks coffee or other caffeinated beverages will recognize that familiar pick-me-up feeling that caffeine brings, but if you experience any of the symptoms that I'm going to go through that are often attributed to other conditions or physiological responses, then you might be caffeine intolerant. Hey, hey, don't forget that for the entire month of July, as I celebrate three years In business, running naturally well by Hannah, you can get amazing savings off of the Healthy Hormone Mastery Program when you purchase my favorite supplements. The previous podcast was all about Juice Plus supplements and how I absolutely love them, and I wish everybody was taking them. So when you purchase either a fruit, veg, an omega blend, you will receive 50% off the Healthy Hormone Mastery program. Or if you purchase a omega blend, fruit blend, vegetable blend, and berry blend, you get 65% off the program. Huge, huge, huge savings. And this is happening for the entire month of July. So take advantage, start feeling healthy this summer, amazing things for your health and your body so symptoms like anxiety insomnia restlessness fatigue that's right fatigue you're drinking coffee to have more energy but then you have fatigue because of the insulin spike and stress response that coffee produces high blood pressure poorly balanced blood sugar Digestive distress, feeling wired but tired, and a racing heartbeat. And then if you suffer from a hormone condition related to estrogen dominance, like PCOS or endometriosis, and in many cases, these symptoms are all chalked up to other diagnoses, like adrenal fatigue or anxiety disorders. But the real culprit might actually be coffee. Or the causes of your symptoms are multifactorial, And coffee consumption is one of the key factors. So caffeine has this really, really negative impact on our body. But there's actually studies out there that say that caffeine damages fertility in both men and women. So it's rarely ever mentioned as a dietary change that may support conception. So many clients come to me and they've had failed IVF treatment after IVF treatment. No one's ever said to them, you both need to give up caffeine in order to increase your chances of success here. And then they do, and then they get pregnant. It boggles my mind every single time. Here's just some of what the research tells us about the link between caffeine and infertility. Three cups of coffee a day consumed by women or men dramatically increases the risk of miscarriage by 74%. Caffeine is associated with suboptimal or suppressed fertility, and therefore difficulties conceiving. Drinking caffeinated beverages during early pregnancy, before you may even know that you're pregnant, increases the risk of early pregnancy loss. Caffeine is considered an impairment to fertility alongside alcohol and smoking. But again, it's not never mentioned. Men who drink 2 or more cups of coffee a day had a lower chance of conception via IVF. Coffee disrupts ovulation by increasing our cortisol levels and stressing the adrenal glands. And coffee depletes us of vital vitamins and minerals needed for ovulation and healthy fertility, including the absolutely necessary B vitamins and folate. And on top of that, coffee's acidity causes gut health problems, which if you've listened to my podcast, you know that having healthy gut microbiome is essential in having happy and healthy hormones. So what's a lady to do if we don't want to give up our cup of coffee? Well, like I said earlier, I do believe that there's a generous middle ground. And if you're not suffering from any hormone-related issues like I went through in the list, then look at what is the minimum amount of coffee that you can consume on a daily basis I suggest one cup to not undermine your productivity and still feel good. But really really be aware like if you have any of these symptoms creeping in try to stop the caffeine and see if it goes away. Okay? So and again, I don't ever recommend like quitting coffee cold turkey. It's like a drug. Slowly wean yourself. Um, But when you start to nourish your body appropriately by eating a big nutrient-dense breakfast and taking some supplements that are going to support your entire adrenal system and nervous system, seeking out some healthy substitutes, replenishing your micronutrients, and practicing some cycle-syncing strategies then you're going to not feel like you need the caffeine on a regular basis. It, it's always, always the case where once you balance your blood sugar, you're eating a healthy breakfast full of healthy fats, quality proteins. You're having a healthy snack. A couple hours later, you're having lunch, then you're having another snack, and then you're having dinner. Your blood sugar stability is so stable that you're not going to experience the same energy dips that you did before that maybe have you reaching for that two o'clock cup of coffee. Okay. And then healthy substitutes. There are so many great substitutes for coffee out there. I'm currently drinking a dandy blend and it is so earthy and delicious. And it, it reminds me of an afternoon cup of coffee, but Instead of being damaging for my hormones, it's super liver supportive, good for my digestion, and it's not going to have me experiencing the insulin and cortisol spike that coffee does and caffeine does. So some other ideas, um, maca root powder as a tea, it has a coffee-like taste, helps with energy and detox, especially delicious with a little non-dairy, um, creamer in there and a small dollop of honey. Again, roasted dandelion root tea, burdock root tea. They have this satisfying earthy flavor. Dandy blend is like a dandelion root and burdock root mix, um, as well as a couple other roots. And again, it it tastes delicious. Um, herbal teas are obviously a great alternative, but if you're finding that you're having that afternoon slump, or if you need numerous cups of coffee to get out of bed in the morning, then there's likely an underlying issue happening. And I encourage you to dig a little deeper to uncover what that may be and uh, maybe nourish your body a bit differently, uh, replenish some micronutrients, join me in the Healthy Hormone Mastery Program if it aligns. But you can really, really see significant changes when you start to decrease the caffeine. Um, I know it sounds very counterintuitive for your energy to decrease caffeine, but it works. It works every single time. So I hope this podcast has not been too much of a buzzkill for you, but it truly is at the heart of what I do with a lot of my clients and, and how I live my life now is... 95% caffeine free, um, because it, it is very detrimental for your health and your hormones and your fertility. Men and women, if you're trying to lose weight, stop drinking as much coffee. I can guarantee you it is stressing out your body and you will see changes in your body composition. So happy Tuesday. I love you. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. you go I just want to tell you about this new thing that I've done and it is the healthy hormone mastery referral program so a lot of my clients come to me from referrals and I was like oh my gosh I need to start a referral program so that I can actually give back to those clients that are spreading my name out there like wildfire I truly truly appreciate it and I couldn't be more excited to be launching this referral program So when someone refers a friend to me, they will receive $100 cash sent to them from me, e-transfer in their pocket, but also the friend who's signing up for the program will receive $100 off of the program. So, so, so exciting. $100 for your friend, $100 for you, and this referral program is now live. Um, Basically, when someone signs up, it is in the um, application form. How did you hear about me? Um, If it was a referral from a friend, what is your friend's name? Easy peasy. And then I will send the friend $100 and gift $100 off the program to the friend. So spread the word. referral program is live.